It seems we can do just about anything online today. There is so much available to us right at our fingertips. The online world has made everything easier and faster, and taxes are no different. Filing your own taxes online with Agent R Block is a breeze. Get started today, and Agent R Block Online will guide you through a simple step by step process. When you're done, you'll be wondering why you ever thought taxes were stressful before. If you get stuck at any point along the way, you can connect via chat instantly with a tax expert for unlimited help. And here's where their awesome technology comes in Agent R Block Tax Pros can even screen share so you can show them exactly where you're stuck. You'll get all of this for less. You will always know your price with Agent R Block. No surprises and no hidden fees, and no added pressure. For a better deal, better choose Block. Go to hrblock.com/better today to get started. It's better with Block. Welcome to a brand new episode of the Yoga Girl Podcast. I hope wherever you are in the world listening to this, you are safe and feeling at peace in this moment. I am very excited today because I have a very special guest on this show. I don't know how to introduce him other than uh, this is my my baby daddy, <laughs> my <laughs> husband, my partner since ten years. It's true, Dennis Kronevelt. Welcome to the show. Why? Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> how are you doing? I'm doing okay. I'm doing pretty well. Yeah, just okay. Yeah. This uh, I don't know if you know, but this podcast is called From the Heart. Oh. So if you're to speak completely from the heart in this moment, how are you doing really? At this moment, pretty content. Yeah. I would say. If you ask me yesterday or tomorrow, that might be different, but as of right now, I'm I'm okay. I'm good. You're okay. Today is day 19 of our isolation. Yes. Yes. And day uh 3000 <laughs> 650 of our relationship. Really? You counted that? No, 10 times 365, isn't it? <laughs> There's a couple yeah, of leap years in there. It's Maybe two. Two, two leap years in yeah. there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So add two days. So before we go into like, so today is our 10 year anniversary, which is a big deal, but it doesn't feel like a big deal because we're in isolation and the world is like on pause. I mean, it's still a big deal. Well, we are going to do something huge tonight. <laughs> I'm Wait, thinking right? like... Something really romantic, uh-huh. but not go all out. You know, just stay home. Oh, yeah, just stay home. You're just, predicting that we'll stay home. I think we'll stay home <laughs> for a change. Like a week ago, I was like, hey, it's our anniversary of 10 years. Like next week, he's like, hmm. like what are we going to do? Mm, I think we're going to be home. <laughs> That's like for an indefinite future, you think we're going to be home. But we'll, we'll get into that a little bit because we got a lot of questions on social media. We have a, a lot of coupley stuff people are asking. But for this pandemic, like this whole situation, social isolation, it's day 19. How has it been for you overall, like these weeks? We've been keeping busy. With so... What? Well, I'm building a fence, <laughs> a five feet tall fence for your garden so that the dogs won't poop close to it anymore. I started surfing back. I usually only surf in Costa Rica. I never surf in Aruba. And since the pandemic, I started surfing again. Every day? <laughs> every day. Or I try to do something every day. I lost complete ho- hope in the triathlon since all the races got canceled i just stopped doing it all together dude that happened so quickly also just, yeah <laughs> like dennis went from like every single day 
biking, running, swimming, like training, mostly biking and running every day, yeah. like without break. And then they announced like the Ironman is off and you did not go back I didn't to the do gym. Anything. <laughs> I immediately quit. You were like, hand me a beer, please. Yeah. <laughs> no, I need I need something to races wise. I need something to look forward to. If I don't have anything to look forward to, then I don't see the point basically really but isn't the point to like stay healthy and it is but there's always like like i'm not of a, a hardcore trainer but i always needed like like a goal i always needed to like go somewhere and i usually use running to to process like if we're fighting or if something is going home i usually run for an hour or something and that i come back completely like lifted happy and everything and I just can't even get myself to go running. I don't. I don't see the point. But I got to uh, got to go back to an old lo love of mine, which is surfing, which is also nice. Yeah, and I really like that. Like, if you weren't, I know today I was. I I asked Dennis to not surf in the afternoon because it's our ten year anniversary, and we want to try and do something. But um, if you weren't surfing, I would be worried about you. Yeah. Like, like you had one of your lowest days was I don't know five days ago or a couple days ago. Yeah. It was like you overall, because you are a very calm kind of ground. Like I'm the one who thinks the world is going to end even when the world isn't ending. Yeah. <laughs> What's that like to live with that? To live to live with you, <laughs> you mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, especially now when, you know, now it's fine. But You've been calm for the last like yeah. four or five days. But before yeah. that, it's it's been really difficult. And I'm really trying to uh, buy all the beans there is in all the supermarket and all the canned tomatoes even though i don't think we need it like all those stuff um we're almost out of all of it by the way <laughs> no we haven't we had to start storing at the studio because we don't have sp space at our home to store it we have like i think 10 frozen soups that we're probably gonna donate quite soon to the food bank because i'm sure we're never gonna eat them why would we not eat them this has been the most calming thing for me Okay, yeah. you're making it sound like we are like hoarding food. We're not hoarding food. We're not well, we're doomsday prepping. We're not doomsday prepping. We have dried we have rice, dried beans, and big cans of tomato. I think we have easily like a hundred and fifty pounds worth of rice. <laughs> Easy. <laughs> Dude, I counted. We have twenty seven kilos of rice. Isn't that like six hundred pounds or something? No, like twenty seven <laughs> kilos of pounds. We have we've got we got one twenty three bag, twenty three kilo bag. That was like the most calming thing ever for me, just to have one of those bags from from the big Costco here. Yeah. I mean, we have food, like knowing we'll be okay for easily three months, like that calmed me a lot. And then being able to cook something every day that I'm freezing. And now we're storing the soups at the studio because the studio freezer is on. So that's also like calming me. But I mean, for me in the beginning, it was really, really hard for me because you were so relaxed. So the moments I had when I was spinning off the earth, like where I really went, we thought Lea Luna had coronavirus. We had to go to the epicenter of coronavirus <laughs> testing in Aruba. And the week before and following that was just horrible, like horrible. That's the thing. Me. I was never worried about us, like our family. I was never, never really worried about that at all. My, uh, most of my worries were business related and staff related, knowing that we have staff that they have their own family. They have to take care of their own stuff. And we were like the whole world, I guess, is forced to close doors. And that means we don't have any uh, like any revenue coming in. That means that we won't be able to make ends meet uh, when it comes to them. 
and the support that the government is trying to do in Aruba is like it's it's great that they're, that they're trying but we're literally talking you know 470 bucks a month per person which is which is really per sad per legal working person per person that have a legal working permit in our case we have uh, one or two that their permits are in their process. they're in process but they're not finalized yet so they are not they they're not eligible to get these help Mm-mm. from the government you know and that's really sad and it's scary too. I mean, there's a lot of people who don't have papers who live on the island. They estimate what ten or fifteen percent of, of the actual population is yeah. not. You know, it's people from Venezuela, Colombia. They're uh, allowed to be here now, Dominican though. Republic. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they are not allowed to leave. So the, yeah. The government said that everyone without a paper, everyone that is not legal on the island, don't worry, you don't have to look over your shoulder. Kind. Cops won't take you. <laughs> kind but of. Yeah, them. They don't have but a they're way. not going to get. Uh, they don't welfare. have a way to. They're not going to yeah. get that support. They don't have a way to make. No. Oh, yeah, so that's I, another story. Yeah, but I think that's kind of the. I think the difference between you and me is is when there's not a global pandemic, you feel like kind of safe and cool and grounded, and I almost always have this feeling of I don't know if we're safe. Like it's an yeah. old trauma that I'm working through, and just fear of death, fear of something happening to Leia, fear of all of this kinds of stuff. And then now the pandemic, the first two weeks of us really pan, like when it got really bad here was horrible yeah we fixed the alarm yeah. <laughs> we installed security cameras like we did all the security stuff to make sure that everyone feels secure and safe yeah you're in the neighborhood watch like they're expecting crime to go up way up when we had and that's i was thing. always in that watch you just didn't know it <laughs> i just had no idea it existed i'm like why do we need neighborhood watch it's like the safest <laughs> safest country ever and Our now street, we need especially, it yeah our street we live on a dead end street like there's no one here but just that just and you came with that you were like hey i think i'm gonna uh i'm gonna activate our alarm and go buy some security cameras and i was like what no you Why? <laughs> this the cameras yeah but yeah. the the alarm you were like you were telling me about it because you told me like you're like in the neighborhood watch group they're experiencing new crime and on the street away there's a lot of break-ins and stuff well it's just it's just common sense. If no one has I a way... I didn't think about that But all. if no one has a way to make money, people are going to be forced to do things to be able to take care of their families. Yeah, it's, it's that's It's sad, horrible. but that's, Maybe... it's, I think it's going to happen all over the world. Yeah. yeah. No, I know. But even because when you did that, that, that was the first time that I thought, but wait, like I, I didn't, my brain didn't go that far into the future. You know, like there's, there might be a scenario here where, yeah, looting happens and crime goes way up and all these stores are closed and, you know, things could get really, really bad. But then the moment we got that, because we had an alarm system that we activated after we had a, a couple of stalker a walk incidents. In. We had a walk-in. We had a few stalker incidents a couple of years back where I couldn't sleep after that. And then we had the yeah. alarm. And a couple of months later, I got over it and then we stopped using it. Like we used that alarm system for three months or something. So activating that now, that helped me just feel calm like at night. No, you know, we don't have, we don't even have a fenced in like property here, like where we live. So it's also, if someone wants to walk in, they literally could in the back. In the back, but not anymore. It's pretty, I think we live really secure. I don't think you have anything to worry about. But that's stuff that I don't think about. But so when you were in that kind of sense, I was in like... What, what happens if they stop exporting food to Aruba? Like I need to grow all the vegetables now. We need to have like rice and beans and yeah. basic stuff. And but yeah, coming back to that, like you and me, we have so much options. We have yeah. family all, all over the Jesus. world. We're fine. Super fine. Yeah, I but that's what I mean. About that. No, you were not. But I, I had this feeling of like, I don't know if we're going to be okay. 
And and then I, I had my mind was telling me that I'm stupid. Like I shouldn't freeze food. I shouldn't. <laughs> we, we don't need like 23 kilos of rice. Like that's ridiculous. But the moment we did that, I could calm down. Yeah. And when I calm down, now I can suddenly like look for ways to be of service and we can start helping the community in different ways. Like you can't help anybody else when you're in a frenzy of, are we going to die? <laughs> yeah. So that's why, I mean, I'm that you're sensing that the past, what, five, six days, I'm more chill. Yeah, you're more relaxed. But in the beginning, that was what someone asked that also, like, how do you, what is it like for you to be in a, in a relationship with someone who, who is so different, like in a crisis, you and I have very different approaches to crises. Yeah. Crisis. Yeah. Food wise, you need to be in control. I feel like you have something that relates into food. I don't know if it's from the past or like the insecurity around food. I that's something I couldn't un I can't understand yet what's going on there. I never had I never had that trauma. I never had that like thinking of what we're gonna eat next because otherwise we're not gonna have it. So I think that's the the biggest difference between us, I would say. Yeah. There was definitely a moment like in the first week where I was like, I want you to freak out now. Like I want <laughs> you to get on my level of panic for just a moment. I freaked out one day. Yeah. And then it came and then I was like, okay, cool. He feels, <laughs> he feels stuff. Like it's not just me. I'm not crazy. No, we got an unforeseen like <laughs> issue, a financial issue. And I had everything like kind of figure out for our employee, like our Aruban team. And then all of a sudden we got hit and then I I couldn't see uh, the solution. And then I really freaked out. Then it was like one day of like worst case scenario. Panic. Panic. Like Nothing pacing. to do with food, but no, like. No. Yeah. You're, and then, and, and you got so low, so depressed. It was like three o'clock. You're like, yeah, I think, I think I'm just gonna, like when I put Leia to bed, I'm just gonna go to bed and, and wait for tomorrow to come. And I was <laughs> like, dude, it's 3 p.m. You have half of today left. And I was like, why don't you go for a run? Like that's what helps you when you're really low is that you gotta yeah. move. You're like, I can't move. I'm depressed. I can't move. You haven't. Like, why, why don't you run? I can't. I don't know. I just can't. Should I Should I do what you used to do to me for the Ironman training? Like, put your shoes by the treadmill and... A treadmill is not even... A, option. It's not even an option. If I go run, that's the nice thing about Aruba. Still, we have... Uh, we are in quarantine, but you're still allowed to go for individual sports you, you can still like do you can still go biking outside if you would like mm -hmm. you can, you can still walk go, your dog you can walk your dog on the north shore you can go for a, a run you can but you can't congregate like you can't be with other people if they catch you with a, in a group you're screwed yeah you can be alone you can social distance while you're out the famous <laughs> Ruben word that the prime minister has been using a lot is agglomera <laughs> <laughs> which I never knew what it means. It's like to gather, to put, but uh, yeah, maybe yeah, it's like, an English word too. But uh, I, I, like in, uh, in Caribbean pidgin -ish, uh, English, you would say agglomerate. Agglomerate. <laughs> they be agglomerating over there. <laughs> Aren't but, you agglomerating when you're surfing? Like how much space do you keep between each other? Whoa. We, sh <laughs> I don't know, like 30 feet, 50 feet. <laughs> okay, that's a lot. That's, we're but not what even if close. like if you pee in the ocean what if someone who has corona like wait how many people are you serving it's just the two of you normally it's two or three okay three yeah. at the most and we're the only ones there too there's no one on the beach it's completely deserted i don't know if you can get it through pee i don't know i think I that's was more like, of like a someone fetish texted sexual me question. like a it was like a surfer's magazine article about like if you're surfing close to a sewage outlet or something there's like an elevated 
2% risk that you could get corona from being in the ocean or something yeah. like that. And I'm like, well, we don't have that. <laughs> we don't. And we have a lot of currents. <laughs> oh, man. But dude, I really feel like we are in... Uh, like, today's a good day. Like, for sure. We, we slept an extra hour. Like, the baby's so happy. Like, she's in her happiest time. I don't think she's ever been... This is, like, the best time of her life, I feel. Maybe. No one she's is stressing. She's really good on her own. So good on her own. Yeah. Wakes up in the morning and just plays on her own. Sometimes I'm like, where is she? And I don't worry. When it gets quiet, it means that she's pretend napping or she's <laughs> drawing or she, she likes to find, like, all tiny little toys and put them from one little container to another container. And, like, she's just... She's a Pisces. She's very yeah. good. She's a good indoor kid. And she likes to swim too. We have to pull here so she gets to swim. We have it really good. We have it like it's a dream. Yeah. Yeah, it's a dream. Once, once our corona scare of her, because that for me was like, I, I would not, I was not okay. That was not, no, 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 okay. But I mean, once we passed that and now also doing the 30 days of free yoga challenge that we're doing, it's giving purpose. Like you're in charge of equipment and every day we're doing a live. We're working and every day. We're working a lot. Like there's yeah. a lot of purpose in our day. So I feel I had a moment or like a week where I felt like I'm almost ashamed that we have it so okay. Like the sun shines every day. Yeah. We are not in a tiny apartment in a big city somewhere where we can't even like be in the street. Imagine having like if we were in a tiny, tiny, tiny space right now, this would be so different. So in one sense. One of the big cities in Spain or Italy, you anywhere. know. Anywhere. Yeah. Even in the States. In New yeah, York. Imagine in New York City right yeah, now. Yeah. That must be awful. No. So massive. You know, we're definitely recognizing our blessings and our gratitude. Oh, yeah. By, by a thousand. But what I think is, is really, really, I mean, what do you think is going to be the outcome? Like, can you see a positive happening coming out of the whole pandemic? Like when this is over? All I can do is look at past uh, experiences. Like the last really big one was what 1918. Like I don't want to like pull number out of my <laughs> ass, but I think two to three million people died then. That's con that converts to uh, 220 million people for today's population, and I don't think we're I don't think we're near. I hope I'm knocking on wood. I don't think we're near that type of pandemic. To be honest. Jesus, no. That wait, how many million people? I think uh, you can, you can look it up. I it think it's two. It infected five hundred million people. But two to three million people died. The death toll is estimated to have been anywhere from seventeen to fifty million, possibly as high oh, as hundred million people, making it the deadliest pandemic in human. But history. if you convert that into today's numbers, what? I think it said it was like around two hundred to three hundred million. Like if you would convert if that, you convert if, the population, like percentage. yeah, if it would be yeah. today. This is the Spanish flu, yeah. Wait, are you, you're, I have not even been on this Wikipedia page. <laughs> no, I've been like looking at past experiences and how it happened and stuff. And I don't know, man, we have all the, we have a lot more technology compared to we have then. We have all the communications we have. I don't think it's going to be that bad. Like, of course, people are going to die and it's really sad, but it's, I really hope and I really don't think it's going to be as bad as the 1918 flu. I, don't, I mean, no, I think this is like miles and miles and miles and miles yeah. away. Jesus, this uh, made me nervous for the just reading this Wikipedia page. I don't think you can. Are there articles out there relating this pandemic with that pandemic? No. They're both influenza. Yeah, yeah. But it's not like it's a totally different. Yeah. In terms of medical care and health care. And no, I mean, I'm thinking in terms of of what's going to. Yeah. 
So this is this is what's hard, yeah. So so people out there, people in our proximity, you know, have we've lost so many people from our team. We've had to let go of people. We've we lost all of go. our. We had to let go. We didn't. We didn't. Lose we didn't them. lose them in death. Oh God, yeah. no, no. But for me, it's such a huge, massive loss. It's hard to yeah, even put into words. Yeah, the world is coming into a recession. It's it's like it's yeah, but it, our losses are financial. Like yeah. that's that's what it is. Like one, in, in terms of our family, we are super safe. We are healthy. We have really abundant in this house with this pool with the sunshine. Like we have it so so totally fine. We're going to be okay, and that is like a massive comfort. But in terms of our business, we don't know. Yeah, <laughs> we don't know when Island Yoga will open its doors again. We don't know how if we'll ever have a local team again. Um, if we're gonna pay our Island Yoga mortgage, we don't for, know. We might lose yeah. the property. We might lose. You know, stuff like that. It's all. Uh, but this is the whole world is dealing with this. And like I said, I know you and me, we're gonna be fine. Like we're gonna be resourceful. We're gonna. Yeah, and like I feel everything that transition. There's gonna be a new opportunities that are gonna come up our way too. Yeah, but I feel like you're so good with that kind of. For me, it's like the thought of like, oh, we used to have 35 people on the team. We might have five people after this. Yeah, that is the, for me, that is the worst. Yeah. That's, that's the reason why I get my dips. It's not. Yeah, it's not because of our yeah. personal situation, but what happens with our. And then that's the thing. So it's like we've been looking. Yeah, we've been up until now. The people that we've lost from the team have all been people who've had their eye on the horizon moving towards somewhere else. Like it's really been people with other opportunities people who have like someone wants to go study and like take a whole different path in their career someone is like more focused on family like it hasn't been we haven't had a loss of a person on the team who's been like a die hard forever like this is my whole life person no not which yet is not yet which is and why i feel like okay everyone that we lost from the yoga girl team they have so much opportunity they have family like it's gonna be in Sweden, for okay. instance, the people yeah. that work from the HQ in Sweden, the government helps, I think, with 90% of their salary. No, 50. 50? Yeah. Oh, sorry. So stuff like that, you yeah. know, it, that kind of support helps. Right. But I worry about the people who are like the, the people who don't have, you know, family to rely on or who don't have other opportunities present now. Yeah. You know, so then it's like, okay, like we'll have everybody move in here. <laughs> like <laughs> we'll start a commune out of this house like there's no you know in every team meeting like there's no that wouldn't surprise me if people oh, started sure. start like, communes now i would love that <laughs> i was saying like we should instead of thinking of how can each because that's the first instinct is like how can i be okay like right we yeah. have to make sure i'm safe i have food like that's kind of how my process went how are how am i okay how is my daughter my husband our immediate family and then how is our team okay right and then when that's okay it's like okay how is our community how is How's this city? How's this island? How's this world? So with every step that we take to feeling more safe, we're able to look one step beyond our own scope and we can be of service more for other people, which is the only, it's like where we all have to lean now if we have something to give or because not everybody is in that space. Yeah. You are listening to the Yoga Girl podcast, conversations from the heart. While we've been cooped up at home practicing social distancing, I've found that a great time to start daily rituals to support my health is right now. True, I'm also baking cookies almost every day, but that can be an important part of health as well. On top of that, you can be sure I'm taking my multivitamin ritual essential for women every morning with our family breakfast. While we continue to do our best to eat clean during this uncertain time, cookies not included, there are some nutrients that are just hard to get enough from food alone. 
Ritual is a clean daily multivitamin designed to help fill nutrient gaps in your diet. They are vegan-friendly, gluten-free, and non-GMO. They also have a delayed-release capsule designed to be gentle on your stomach so you can take them without food, and they taste like peppermint. The best part, Ritual is a monthly subscription that's delivered straight to your door so you don't have to fight your way through the store to stock up. By the time you finish one bottle, the next one can be in your mailbox. Let Ritual be one small constant among other countless changes to our daily lives. Daily changes can lead to big results, so start small today. Ritual is offering my listeners 10% off of your first three months. Try it out, satisfaction guaranteed. Go to ritual.com slash yoga girl to start your ritual today. That's 10% off during your first three months at ritual.com slash yoga girl. You are listening to the Yoga Girl Podcast. Conversations from the heart. The, the massive portion of struggling that's happening now with the fact that there's blessings and gratitude still still unfolding. What if this becomes this huge rebirth where we all, like, I think it's beautiful to see how many people now are gardening, us included. Yeah, here in Aruba, in Aruba, like all my everyone friends. Everyone we know yeah. is like suddenly incredible planting stuff. Yeah. Everybody's and, starting to planting stuff in the desert. <laughs> in the desert. And then we've always known, like, you can't grow anything in Aruba. That's bullshit. It's just this island has been reliant. You need a lot of water and water is expensive here. Yeah, you need a lot of water. Water is expensive. But there's ways where you can you can may have a lesser impact like you can be smarter on using your gray water even black water you can irrigate you can uh, filter and use for What's plants. A black water so gray water is like shower water and stuff black water is like toilet water like poop water isn't that fermented so I, i've been doing a lot if you're, if you're I've been vegan doing a lot it should of, be like <laughs> i've been doing a lot of research on this so there's a fil- filtration systems that you can buy where yeah. your whole life becomes like a recyclable thing so you can't use black water for i think for vegetables but you can use them for uh, for different kinds of other kinds of crops and greenery and trees and stuff like that even if all you eat is vegetable yeah i don't think it's good for human beings to ingest their own feces (laughs) no matter regardless of what you eat (laughs) like that isn't that how pandemics begin it's like people eating bats or like eating their own poop i don't know but there's ways to go about that but no one in aruba has really explored that I feel we are not like we have a government who had a really lovely goals that they set early 2000s of 2020. Aruba is going to be completely self-sufficient when it comes to energy. All renewable, recyclable energy was supposed to be solar and wind power, the whole island. That didn't happen. They started. They started. Like the whole uh, airport is like a huge solar park. Typical Caribbean fashion. They started. They tried. (laughs) You got to finish what you start. Like, you can't just, like... Yeah, but you, that was, like, a 20-year project. Of course, like, government changed along the way. Contracts get canceled. I don't know, man. Yeah, but it's, like, a big goal to tell the whole world about and then to just give up. Yeah. Yeah. That's but politics. That's politics, yeah. But, I mean, there's definitely, like, if you compare Aruba with Sweden or with Costa Rica or any of the countries where we that we, we visit a lot that has more of an environmental thinking. Like, Aruba yeah. really lacks that. I don't know. I have to, maybe I'm too proud. You want to go to the dump and check it out? Yeah, that was like, that's a shit show. Let's recycle like a plastic bottle. That's a a shit show. But um, (laughs) I mean, most of our lights, I think all of our like street lights now, they're all solar powered. Like all of our crossings that used to have um, lights, like uh, traffic lights, I think almost all of them except for two or three on the whole island none of the lights are used anymore so they don't use energy it's all roundabouts so a lot of the things did get changed but that's not a lot of things no there's some improvement but i think the general 
mentality. It's like there, there's not a lot of education around, you know, there's no recycling here. That's like, I used to be so ashamed to say that because I was appalled. Like when I open a can, like there's no way for me to put that can for that aluminum to, to, to or the tin to, 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 to yeah. become something else. Plastic bottles, they just, everything gets thrown in the same trash, in the same dump that they light on fire five times a year. Which they say they don't. Which they say they don't. They say it's accidental fires. Like the <laughs> trash just combusts on its own. Like it's terrifying. Yeah. But it's also like nothing that one single person can change. You know, it's... Yeah, I wish... I think we have bigger problems now than our landfill <laughs> in yeah, the world. But so... But yeah, I would, I would love for that to the get The reason solved. why this is interesting now is now all of our friends are gardening, like planting vegetables, interested in growing their own stuff. Like everyone we know is thinking more about how can I produce less waste? How can I live a more zero waste centered lifestyle where I'm not just going... Like what if there is no toilet paper like what would i use in, in our water life? what if there's no water like can your i left hand <laughs> your left hand you're not dominant so hat. fine gross no a bidet we just we had a, a bidet that we but then there's no water huh? how if there's water if there's no water there's no bidet i think the toilet thing is like a non-issue but <laughs> honestly, you're just like, trying to create problems now <laughs> no, i'm saying like without toilet paper we can all survive if there's no food we can't like that's just a fact yeah so what if after this pandemic hopefully it ends with minimum you know that we get a grip of this and that we don't have more deaths than is absolutely necessary which is like i think some countries are better at than others aruba's doing good yeah really good so far so far we have uh, as of today there's a press conference going on as we're recording so the, the numbers might have changed so as of yesterday we had 55 cases from the 55, four in their hospital, one is in intensive care, and no deaths so far. No deaths so far. Uh, knock and wood. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. But Aruba took really serious measurements, I think, pretty early. Yeah, but compared to our neighbors, we have, the thing is, we're, like, we're in the New York pool. Like, yeah, whatever New York got, <laughs> we got. Because we have, I think, three or four daily flights from New York before they close the border. And from the 55, I think... 45 has been directly the first 10 cases were all new york, new york. Yeah, yeah 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 so i mean you could say like wish they closed the borders a little earlier but it, it is what it is it's scary it's not How sweden you... where every schools are still open and people are still going to the people cafe are still, people are still like every day i see friends of mine or acquaintances who are like are at birthday parties and yeah, yeah but it, it's only 20 people i didn't invite the 60 that i or, like, dude what <laughs> or when uh, when our friend said uh yeah my my son has to go to the daycare because i have to work i can't work if he's here I'm like know. fuck you <laughs> <laughs> we're working harder than ever from home and we have a toddler running our lives yeah but that's the thing and and then you cannot compare it to like the people who can't work from home or the people that can't go outside at all. They can't go outside at all they are total lockdown don't have a yard don't have any sunshine like Imagine the scenario of like... Grass is always greener somewhere else. The grass is always, in this case, like worse, browner in other places. <laughs> so taking that into account, I think it's like for anyone who is in any kind of privileged situation right now, like we are, the moment that we've taken care of ours, you know, our family, our team, that we have, like we've done everything we possibly can and we continue to do that, then what else can we do? Like that's where I am now. It's like, okay... There's going to be families on this island, the really vulnerable families that were vulnerable and struggling prior to pandemic yeah. that one or two weeks from now will not know how to put food on the table. Like that's very, very real. Who won't know how to pay rent, hopefully 
<laughs> we're, we're telling everyone we know it's like, you know, like don't waste your money on rent. Like the government has to provide some sort of housing support, but you need to save money for food. Like that's really where money should go. And hopefully all property owners and business owners who have it really good, who are okay, can cut people some slack. That's the thing. If you're if you have it good and you're okay and it's it's different comparing to I heard it's, rumors it's, like it's people scary. that we know. Yeah, of course it's scary. It's scary for everyone, but you have to you have to also have some sort of reality check. Okay, yeah. it's scary for me because scary for us. We had a team of thirty five. We might be five people. We might not have a business that thrives. We might lose our business. Okay, we can go through all the worst case scenario. At the end of the day, we're not going to lose this house. Yeah. Yeah. Like that, we know, like we are going to have a roof over our heads. There are people who don't have any of those privileges who, who don't know anything. Yeah. So how can I give myself that reality check of, I need to, I need to cut people some slack and be of service. I've heard, and I haven't gossiped about this with you yet, but people that we know who have really thriving businesses on the island who have said like, oh, I'm so thankful now I'm getting rid of all the dead weight that they Ooh, could fire all the people that they wanted to fire for a long time. That's no bueno. Right. Or moving money off of the island to make sure that they don't have to pay any extra taxes because they're wealthy and things like that. So where do you get your rumors from? Dude, you know, these people. Well, this could be a <laughs> we should have a secondary show where we just go just for Aruba, just for Aruba, where we talk about Aruba. No, but and this is going to be the case everywhere. You know, in crises, there is opportunity for the rich to get richer, for people to take advantage of other people's misery. And I think everyone in this moment has to have the total opposite looking of how can I help people who are in need? I don't even see this. I don't even think about these things. I'm just thinking of like, like the only thing I can think of that is like not the nicest probably is that, or my silver lining is that when this is, when this passes by, hopefully we have everything intact. Everybody is good. We can take a mortgage and then maybe get our dream property in Costa Rica for a little like less than we had before because yeah. so we were looking prices for, for, before this we drop. were looking for properties in Costa Rica we were going to take a take a loan so that we can build out something in Costa Rica maybe to rent maybe as like a little investment opportunity and then we didn't do it because we didn't find what we were looking for and now we're really happy and then this is like maybe the prices will go down yeah but what if the prices go down because people have lost their homes like i'm okay with prices going down because some wealthy guy who owns a bunch of properties somewhere is dropping his prices because he wants to be more liquid. Like, that's okay for me. But that's what all the properties in Costa Rica are like Yeah, right now. but there's also going to be, like what I heard in Aruba, people who are looking to take advantage of the market going down. Where there's people who are losing yeah, their homes. Yeah, you're going to get that. But that's, that's yeah, it's sad, but that's standard business. Sushi. Super sad. Super sad. But maybe that's what the rebirth is going to be, is that we are going to move away from this commercially driven capitalistic society where money and the economy is everything i don't know i think like in every case scenario i was reading another article like in the 60s what are uh, you reading i don't know <laughs> when the, in the in the 60s people are very uh, afraid of nuclear attacks so in the states there was this very famous architect that built underhouse bunkers that looked like outside oh, yeah, you told me that uh, they have like sunlights or like fake lights that reflect the sun or give you the same energy as the sun, but it's all under under earth, like a pool, this a is garden. Like doomsday prepping time. Doomsday. 1, there is yeah. about three hundred thousand properties under the earth because one, maybe more than one architect, but one architect made it famous to adapt to the market and got crazy rich from people from people's fears or from. 
from people worrying about a nuclear. Yeah, or from like probably he couldn't make normal houses anymore. So he went to the rich and say like, hey, you can have the same life you had. I'll yeah. make it for you. That's the thing. So all these things, they create yeah, opportunities. Of course. And everyone should have that looking of how can I innovate? You know, if this like maybe for us, like, OK, hey, what if we can never reopen the studio again? Okay, we're going to have to rethink what can we offer? What's the market going to look like in terms of what people want? Is everything going to be Zoom yoga now? Like how can we, the same way as restaurants are delivering, like the supermarket is delivering now, everyone is innovating. That's a good thing. But there's a difference between innovating and growing and taking an opportunity as you find it versus creating or looking for opportunity in other people's demise or other people's loss. And in our case, we still have a a grandfathered in liquor license from the 80s. (laughs) At our <laughs> yoga studio, one of the few businesses on the island that's allowed to stay open till 5 a.m. on a weekday. Oh God, are we still paying for those permits? Probably not. I have to get on it. Oh, my God. Yeah, that was our standing joke. Like, hey, if the yoga, yoga thing doesn't work out, we can, we can start a nightclub. Like, I don't, we can start a bar at Island Yoga. Well, yeah. I mean, would it be like a virtual bar or like a- you're thinking that the need for alcohol is going to go up and the need for yoga is going to go down okay i'm thinking the opposite like (laughs) at the end of this what if we have less of that yearning for for money and more of the yearning for like putting our hands in the dirt and gardening and growing things ourselves and like i'm trying to envision some sort of utopia where like we get back to basics where we're not so disconnected anymore where the world actually has some sort of rebirth toward a positive place where it's not just there was a pandemic, people lost their jobs, people lost family members, pe- we had all this loss and then we went back to what was before. Yeah, like, but that's, it's easier set when you're not the one uh, getting that check for $400 a month or 450 if you're like people that we know that are like have to live on this check. I don't think they have that, uh, that mindset, that mindset or that longing at all. Of course not. They just want security. They just want... And we're blessed. We have for... I don't know. Keep knocking on wood. For a couple more months, we have our security. How many months? I don't know. Like not not infinite. No, no, no. You and me, I don't know. Like four or five months, we're okay. (laughs) Four or five months, we're okay. Okay, cool. (laughs) So... So let's be calm for four to f- four or five months. Some people have that like four or five days or had that four or five days ago. No, and it's not okay. Majority of people are paycheck to paycheck. Right. Yeah. So then how do so you keep that easy. looking of? Yeah. But I mean, and then think of the people in this life who have like, oh, I have four to five years where I'm set because that's how much money I have in the bank. Or I have 45 years where I have generations of all of my children and their children will be safe forever because yeah. I'm fucking Jeff Bezos or something. That's the absurdity. I've been seeing so many. This is how TikTok is interesting to me. I've been looking at a lot <laughs> of these TikToks of I follow these mathematicians and people who are into analytics and statistics and stuff yeah. where they're showing how the billionaires of this world, like the, the, the minor, minor, minor steps that they have taken so far to actually support and give uh, businesses and people help, how little it would take. Like they, it would barely make a dent in their fortune and they'd be able to save lives, like maybe even But didn't save some the of them step up? Like didn't, the same few people, like I don't know. Like, didn't that guy that you just mentioned, the Amazon guy, didn't he just donated like 20 or 40 million dollars or something like that yeah but the point was it was so it sounds like a lot to us because that's an uh, it is a lot of money enormous sum of money but when you have more money than god like that doesn't make a difference it's like you giving a five dollar bill to someone like maybe but 
So 20 million of, is still better than zero million. Of course it's better than zero. But I mean, this is what's wrong with our society. This is 100%. This is why the vulnerable are the most vulnerable now and why the rich are going to be fine. Yeah. Like there needs to be some sort of redistribution of wealth or some sort of like change in the in the system where this is not okay. It can't be okay that five people in the world have more money than 50% of the whole population. Like that makes no sense. Yeah. So maybe that's what will happen. And then through that, we'll have a better, like a safer place for, for, for everyone, not just for this privileged few. Yeah. You are listening to the Yoga Girl podcast, conversations from the heart. I hope you are all sleeping well at night during these strange times. I have been trying to go to bed nice and early most nights whenever possible and letting myself wake up slowly with morning cuddles from my daughter. We all know sleep is important for so many reasons and you'll know exactly what I mean once you check out Aura Ring. The Aura Ring is a tiny, easy-to-use ring that you put on your finger. I have a silver one that I love and I make sure I wear it all the time. Why? It tells me everything I need to know about my sleep patterns and what's affecting them. I've realized that the amount of blue light that I'm seeing before bed actually impacts my sleep. With so much time on our hands right now, I've been able to see some crucial habits that have made all the difference. The Aura Ring breathes new life into the world of personal sleep, health, and wellness management. It combines style and accuracy, replacing that clunky piece of plastic with something beautiful and convenient that's backed by the scientific community. Aura empowers you to take control of your health with sleep, activity, and recovery insights that paint a personal picture of what's happening on the inside. Try it for yourself today. If you want to better understand your body and your health while avoiding those clunky products on the market, head to AuraRing.com slash YogaGirl. That's O-U-R-A Ring.com slash YogaGirl and get $30 off of your Aura Ring for a limited time. You are listening to The Yoga Girl Podcast, conversations from the heart. If we go back, what do you uh, suggest for those five people that are richer, richer than 50% of the world? Those richest people in the world who have the billions and billions and billions, I think they need some yoga. I think they need some, <laughs> 100%. Like, I think if you have that amount of money and you're not giving and you feel fine having $100 billion, like, and you feel fine with that, uh, you need some yoga. Like, you need some sort of some sort of contemplation, you know, where you can feel safe inside of yourself to to decide, here's what I need for the rest of my life to be okay and then give the rest away. Yeah. I'm not okay. a communist or thinking no, 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 that, no, I'm you not know. saying that, but I'm just trying to get into your thoughts right now. Yeah. So you think that these people shouldn't be more taxed, but they should willingly make their own or help like other nonprofits or help where they well, feel both. is more needed. If people wanted to give, you didn't have, you wouldn't have to tax. Like if that was a normal thing where we all felt some sort of oneness, where if that family is suffering, that's my yeah. suffering too. We wouldn't need a system like that. People would just distribute wealth in a more fair way. Yeah. Then you, there's ways you can do that without taking away incentives for growth. Like for sure. Yeah. But like for me, for instance, like I would rather like give like into a organization that I know will do with my own research that compared to paying tax. But this, this is me. I'm sure a lot of people share that because, because you have uh, the choice. Yeah. If you had the choice and you there's a lot of it. distrust with my, most of people with governments, for instance, there's always like a distrust distrust because you don't know where your money is going, but going back to this, uh, this group. Yeah, but of, it's also your money, like that whole concept. It's like, not recognizing the privilege the systemic privilege 
that that so many of us have in this world that put us in a place where it was it, it, it was made possible to make that kind of money where a huge majority of the population never could. So it's not like, ooh, Jeff Bezos like worked harder than everybody else. He was smarter than everybody. Compare that to like a woman of color or a minority who could never even, you know, didn't have the same tools in the first place. It's like yeah. you're starting 100 yards back in the race. Yeah, that's that's a whole different uh, conversation. And I, and I agree with no, that. No, but I mean, it's part of it. But I feel like a lot of these wealthy people, I'm not trying to defend anyone, like a carrot for most of these people is the money. Like they're like, of course, you can get to a certain type of wealth and you don't have to work a day anymore in your life. But the what keeps them going is like, oh, I need to make another billion or I need to. And that's what what's keep pushing them. So as 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 soon as you have like a a line from, hey, you're not going to keep your money anymore, people are going to stop expanding stop growing and stop so it's yeah, like a, it's thing. like a balancing so, act that is difficult yeah, but that's because that's the norm we set like living in a capitalistic society where everything yeah. that matters is the dollar you know that's what we value is the dollar yeah. what if we valued something else like what if we valued love or compassion or a feeling of being at peace and i would just imagine that someone who has that kind of wealth like there's going to be something inside that's a little bit broken if you're not giving yeah. If you have such an unbelievable astronomical type of abundance and you're able to cut yourself off from the suffering of other people so much that you don't care or like it doesn't occur to you that you could give, um, there must be something broken there. Can that you I give think... an example of one of those mega rich dudes or girls that does do a lot, that do a lot of good in the world? Yeah. So I think the obvious example that people look to is Bill Gates, Bill and Melinda Gates. And there's a lot of things, you know, that are not super popular around them, but still having given a majority of earnings or a majority of assets away is a huge thing. I know there is, I don't know how to pronounce his last name, but Azim Prem, Prem, Premji. Is he like a shake or something? (laughs) No, he was a software, like an Indian software billionaire who gave away 75% of all of his assets. Damn. Yeah. And knowing that the rest of the 25%, you're still leaving behind generational wealth, like enough for so, for your entire lineage to be okay. So this know. Jeffy boy, this Amazon guy. Amazon guy is doing <laughs> terribly. And of course, it sounds huge. But if you look at actual proportion, you know, it's like 0.005% or something. Yeah, I'll take that classes. any day. <laughs> You'll take that. It's better than zero. Yeah. But I mean, it's it's like what's expected, you know, it's just the fact that we live in a society that allows for this for this in the first place, I think is really absurd. I love that this is where our conversation went. So how about this? What is something that you think that that we could do right now to to help people who are actually suffering? without being a billionaire, without being Jeff Bezos or food, food banks, food like uh, if uh, you can cook you can cook for 10 families easily like we could make a shitload of rice uh, beans and probably we won't be the most popular donators because it's all vegetarian or vegan and most of the people here are not (laughs) I I think but proper organizations I don't think they accept cooked food I think there's like regulation around that I think right now there are people that you can just cook for 10 families and just put it in like in a Tupperware and go bring it to houses. Oh, for sure. In your local community? People yeah, yeah, that yeah. You not, know. yeah, yeah. 
100%. Especially knowing like there's elderly people in our communities now who can't leave their house where it's really, really unsafe for them to go to groceries. You can donate your time. You can donate your time, help them get groceries. Of course, cooking for people who have a hard time getting through that on their own. Food banks in terms of like, I'm going to give it three months with this bag of 27 kilos of rice. (laughs) That's for my peace of mind. If three months from now, like this has eased up. Yeah, we'll get, we're going to give that all of that to a food bank. You can donate money to organizations who help feed oh yeah aren't we joining disadvantaged uh, people joining what we're doing there's a campaign that's going to be launched um to help support aruba specifically that of course we're going to do everything we can to support that i think the the closer to home we can stay i think the better the easiest to yeah and the more you can trust that you know where your money and where the food you're giving is going so can you help your neighbors like do that can you help your neighborhood do that can you help your community do that and then look beyond And I think every single day, if we look for ways to be of service, the universe is going to present us with something, with some way to actually help change someone else's life in a minor way. Like something I'm doing today, we know a a family that's, uh, that's very vulnerable that we've been helping for a couple of months. And they are home with two kids. They don't have a TV or Wi-Fi or a computer or an iPad. Like they have literally nothing. So just us putting out the call, like it's such an easy thing for me to put out the call and say, hey, how can we get our hands on an old device so we can give them a Netflix account so that she can keep her kids entertained like a little bit. Like that's yeah. a, such a tiny thing. It doesn't cost me a cent. And it's definitely going to make a change in her day because this single mom is going to get a break, you know. So what are ways we can be of service? We I'm already all... doing that with another family. You are? <laughs> yeah, you Who? don't even know. <laughs> I can't mention their name. No, but I mean like someone here. Yeah. Local. I love you. <laughs> What if, wait, what if it's the same family? It's not the same family. Because no? okay. I, the family you're talking about, I know who they are, but I don't know them personally. Okay, okay. See, but that's good. But that, yeah, I don't even count it no, because it's I so... Mean, min- it's so minor. Yeah, yeah, but a lot of people don't think of that. Like, it's like, we are trying to find ways all the time to help in ways that we can. We don't have to talk about it. We don't have to like <laughs> explain, look at this grand gesture I did. Like I found an old iPad to, to give to someone. Like, no. But if you keep that set of looking, you are going to make a difference. Yeah. And then, of course, you know, if we get to a place where our business is okay, which I hope, so we can reignite <laughs> our nonprofits and <laughs> start, you know, doing a bigger difference on a larger scale, I think that would be good. I really appreciate this conversation, by the way, on social economics and yeah i like talking about this kind of stuff with you is this not going to be a boring podcast for i don't know you guys have to tell us if this is a boring (laughs) i had all these people were like how do you keep the intimacy alive during the pandemic (laughs) oh don't have kids there (laughs) next question (laughs) i shared the funnest tweet i've read this whole pandemic was for everyone who says that there's going to be a baby boom in nine months sure but all of those kids are going to be firstborns and because yep. no one with kids right now is having sex. We're doing okay. <laughs> Maybe you're doing okay. <laughs> I don't know how your sex lies in. <laughs> so it's our 10-year anniversary. What do you have uh, what do you have planned for me today? I don't know. It's not like I can go shopping and get like sexy underwears for me to wear for you, but <laughs> I actually have it's your birthday in two weeks I have your birthday gift magically like ready so I'm very proud of that like that's I hope I can get your birthday gift in October (laughs) if we are all not okay breathing like outside hugging each other by October uh, I'm out of here 
Where? Where? where, where Anywhere else. Where are we going? <laughs> so, but to answer that question, kind of to 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 wrap up this conversation on on the economy and politics, how don't do you think? Don't have kids. Don't have kids. <laughs> how? How do you think we're doing relationships relationship wise in this in this What's, pandemic? You just went from economy to relationship yeah, wise. Yeah, because mo- the majority of questions people I want to make sure we answer like three questions that people okay. actually ask. Ask them. Let's okay. Do it. People were asking if we have any advice on how to like not kill each other. <laughs> no, we only have advice on how to kill each other. <laughs> how would you kill me if you if you There's, like? Well, How do I don't want to be it? too fast with these answers. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want it to sound premeditated. <laughs> But ice pick. Good luck finding a murder weapon. <laughs> Wait, you mean like an ice, like not an like, ice pick that you pick ice. You mean no, like, like made with ice. An, an ice like spear that melts. <laughs> Where are you going to get your hands on that? Dude, Maybe that's a problem for can future. Make you, can make you one. <laughs> that's a problem for future, Dennis. <laughs> That was a very fast, uh, <laughs> fast answer there, huh? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The world is changing now more than ever. We all need more than one source of income, but not everyone wants to quit their jobs and become a startup founder. That's what Side Hustle School is all about. It's a short daily podcast, seven days a week, that tells stories of ordinary people making extra money without quitting their jobs. The host, Chris Gillabo, also has an intriguing new book out there this month called The Money Tree. It's an engaging story of how you have the power to create your own financial destiny, something that's especially important in this time of uncertainty. Get your copy of The Money Tree today from any bookstore or online retailer. Learn more at moneytreebook.com and listen to Side Hustle School wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, let me, let me, uh, someone is asking, are you romantic with each other? How do you keep the romance alive? That's, I, to be honest, I think we could use some help there. Yeah. yeah. Being more like purposefully romantic. I think, no, listen, we have breakfast together around the table with candles lit every day. We have dinner together with like candles and wine a but, lot. But we, then like, make every an time I cook. hug you, you're like, stop. You're <laughs> so clingy. Oh, that was a lot of, wait, no, I got not so clingy. many questions It's like you that. always complain for me trusting against you. <laughs> There's there's romance and then there's just like overt lust. sexual tension. There's all a lot day. of lust from my end. <laughs> Someone asked because I was making jokes about this on Instagram stories where where you are a very physical person, like you like to cuddle and cling. Yeah. Cuddle you call it cuddling, I call it clinging. Yeah. I am more like I need space. Leia also like doesn't yeah. like to be clung to. <laughs> and I actually got several questions from people who are like, I am in a similar similar relationship where my spouse <laughs> is a little bit more physically compassionate or as you call it, clingy. <laughs> That's very politically guys, correct. How do you guys work through that? Like, I thought that was so funny. Do you, wait. As, as, as soon as I start ignoring you, you, be, you become clingy. Yeah, exactly. Like, as soon as you feel like I'm not clinging, you think there's something wrong, and then you're the one clinging. So my advice for your better half that clings a lot is, like, ignore. <laughs> ignore. Works Isolate. every time. Social distance. <laughs> social, social distance from your partner. No, I think because you do have this tendency of, like, picking your moments poorly, I think. So sometimes when I'm, like, really in like i'm on my way like i'm getting out of bed 
and you can sense, oh, she's getting out of bed. Then you cling to me like a tick, like a koala baby, like, a, you know, and then I'm, <laughs> because you didn't give me any. <laughs> if you were clinging to me before you got out of bed, you wouldn't have so, that problem. <laughs> to answer this person's question properly, uh, it helps me to remind myself of that like physical touch and connection and cuddling and clinging and sex and everything that's body. That is how you show and receive emotion. For me, I'm more in the intellectual space where I like to communicate and talk and like hear Ooh, how you're that's feeling. that's a joke on you. Exactly. <laughs> so You didn't get any intellect over here. <laughs> you went for the trophy husband. <laughs> oh, my God. oh my God. And for the other partners, an ice bureau. A what? An ice pick, ice bureau. What's a Spiro? Like if you can't get rid of them, you use that ice weapon. Oh, you use the ice, pick to, the ice pick to dislodge from your partner. No, but it's an important thing to remember that we all communicate our needs in different ways. We all have our needs met in different ways. We all show love in different ways. And I think also between women and men, I think this is a little more common where like if we have an issue, I want to talk about it and get to the root of it so I can understand you and you just want to be close. Yeah. So I think having both of those needs met is an important thing to keep in mind. Look at Next. that. <laughs> Isn't that? Ooh, so a lot of people were asking, I don't know if you remember this, but last year, maybe a year ago, uh, there was a woman or a, who came to the studio and handed me like a note because she was psychic. Do you remember this? Oh, yeah. We won. Because <laughs> she said you'll be pregnant in February. March. It's Oh, uh, anyway, we still won. It's April now. I thought it was February, but now all these people were like, ooh, she, like we're all waiting for a pregnancy announcement that you were going to be pregnant by March. I don't know. Maybe I got pregnant yesterday. Who knows? I don't know. <laughs> you don't let me... Uh... <laughs> so, okay, move on. <laughs> move on. So do you think that we won because she was... Wrong. She was wrong. Yeah. Are we going to have more babies? I don't know, but uh, the time is... Uh, like What... what? Time is what? Time is ticking. I'm not gonna have like a like a 20 year old daughter and then like an infant like baby. Like fuck that. She's, we have a three year old. Okay, Dude, she's not 20. We in 15 have... years, she's out of this house. <laughs> My backpack is already packed. I'm gonna go to Kilimanjaro. <laughs> <laughs> you are so ready. How's parenthood right now? I love her so much. But I'm ready to go to Kilimanjaro. <laughs> but couldn't you? Couldn't you? What people say is when you have two kids, you think it's it's not going to be as good or you, you can't imagine that the love would be the same. But can you imagine feeling this love just times two? Like, if, you know, having... What, what if we had a little boy and you had like a boy to do whatever... There's no difference. Like, I can only think about like, how are they going to nap? How am I going to get my one hour of lunch break from them? Well, we need more help. Like the love, the love part would come afterwards. Love part would come later. So that's a no, then no more kids. It's like now, like we already won, so we don't have to prove anything anymore to that psychically. I, I, I don't think of psychic messages as like beating them, like be making sure that they're wrong, proving them wrong altogether. <laughs> so, I, I would love to have one more. Like before, I used to want to have six kids. Now I feel like one more would be nice. I don't want to have any like nausea. I can't take being not like no morning sickness. What about giving birth? 
wait, I'm, I'm, <laughs> we're doing there. this month by month. I want no nausea. If I'm going to be tired, I need to make sure that I don't have to do any work. Okay. I don't want to work. I just want to be pregnant and, and that's it. I want the birth to be in a pool at home. And I would like some sort of contract that that's going to happen. Like I don't want to go to a hospital. Last time it was on you though. And <laughs> I would like to make sure that this child sleeps and lets me sleep. And I would want to make sure that Leia Luna wouldn't feel neglected or like she lost my attention. And I would kind of like to fast forward to having like a two-year-old and a five-year-old or a six-year-old. What would it be? Two and six, I guess. Yeah, that would if be cool. If you get pregnant now, it will be two and, two two and, and six. Almost six, yeah. Yeah. Can you make that happen for me? Because then, we, I mean, let's get busy. Let's go. Uh, I can I can donate my uh, <laughs> sperm to you. Oh, kind. Kind, good sir. Okay. That I can do. Mm -hmm. I remember the, the birth, like, as soon as we got to the um, hospital, there was some kind of, like, relief for you. Yeah. And it started happening. Yeah. Like, there was a block at home. I felt, I think it was a, I've spoken about this on the show, that the, the thing I thought was terrible was like needing help. Like this is something I do on my own and no intervention, no other person present. It was like I asked for help. Yeah. Like I had to admit to myself, like I need some divine interference. I can't do it alone. And then I put my control down. And then and she our just hospital worked. experience was just... We didn't see anybody. Like we didn't have... It was 3 a.m. No We drugs. were the only person in the whole wing of the hospital. <laughs> there was no one else giving birth. No we were one the there. It was we dark. lit candles and incense in the hospital. Like, who allows you to do that? Yeah, so only I don't know. It was... Yeah. <laughs> no, it didn't change anything, like, physically. It wasn't like I had an epidural or I had a bunch of drugs or anything like that. It was the it was the surrender for me. It was like, okay, I can ask for help. And then, yeah. and it just happened. But yeah, also it's like it would be exciting to be pregnant again, but also it sounds exhausting to deal with a with like a newborn and a toddler. But she's so chill now. I don't know, man. No. She is chill. It's just she's it's a lot of work. It's not like compared to what it was. Now I feel like she can, she can spend 2 hours alone and not even bother us and it's like okay. You don't feel Maybe. that? Maybe. I don't feel it. <laughs> You forget how good you don't even know you've forgotten how good we have it now because you've forgotten how hard it was when she was like really little. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. It would be nice to be a family of four. Okay, next question. Okay. So maybe, maybe we'll have maybe we'll have another kid. Maybe uh, maybe Maybe we'll have sex. We'll see. <laughs> Dude, what the fuck, man? Do you have to be so inappropriate all the time? There's a lot of people asking about your veganism, but I feel like we we talk about that a lot. You want to give like a brief update on your vegan situation? Because I feel like I'm, I'm losing you. Yeah, I'm still vegan, but I've been since this pandemic. I have been getting very nostalgic. Why? I don't know. I've been uh, listening to all these like punk rock, emo rock songs from when i was like 14 years old like on my way to go to surf i would like i don't know it's kind of uh funny to see actually and one of the things i miss the most is fish like fish locally caught fish from my old boss that i just sashimi up on my own or i like i make a burger from so that's I'm, not from when you were 14 you didn't eat fish when you were 14 I ate fish, but I, that was not those. It, it is a nostalgic thing, getting fish from my uh, 
from my old boss. But it's not, not it's ago. not from yeah, long yeah. ago, but it is a nostalgic thing. So I don't know. That's something I've been missing. Okay. I haven't acted on it yet, though. Yeah. <laughs> and if I act on it, I'm sorry. Vegan no, people, I, there's there's moments where I've been like, dude, you should eat whatever the hell you want, but you should want to be vegan. <laughs> like you told me something so nice a while ago. Like you wish there wasn't so much suffering involved in getting these kinds of foods. Like for animals to have to suffer. When did I ever say you that? You said, I wish there wasn't murder involved. We spoke about this like on something. You, you must have been high. No, dude. dude <laughs> out of the two of us, I am not the one <laughs> to get high. Ooh, as I say that, I read a question that says, does Dennis smoke herb occasionally? He looks like he would. <laughs> I do not smoke. I actually... Um, I don't know. I don't like the feeling of getting high, but during this pandemic, we've we've bought like uh, THC gummies. Uh, I don't know a while back, and they've been always in the back of the fridge. And these days, where I did have dip, I would eat one and then go to bed, and it it's so nice. Yeah, I don't. I really. So I'm like, uh, weed is not like I like CBD. I take a lot of CBD. I take CBD for back pain, for anxiety, like almost every single day but um i don't like being high i never in my life had like a high experience that i enjoyed yeah like i like for for spiritual ritual like i would i would do things but not uh like smoking weed and stuff and stuff like that i don't know i never liked the smoking part no but even like the edibles and you'll take like one of those little gummies that we smuggled in from MedMen in california <laughs> And I just get the feeling, and I'll do like a quarter of a quarter. You'll do half of one, and I'll take a quarter of a quarter. And then I just feel like my whole body melts into the... I just feel like I'm useless. Like, what's the point? But maybe you like to relax. I, I, I don't like to relax. No, I, to I feel point. like a, a buzz. It's kind of like you get a buzz from alcohol. It's a different buzz. I, yeah. We've had that one bag forever in our fridge. We have that one bag forever in our fridge, and... I on the day to day when everything is normal, I don't even touch it. It's there. It's just now I'm so grateful that it's in our in our <laughs> fridge. <laughs> but what does it give you? Does quarantine. it give you like a a time to check out? Is it like a like what what what's it's the benefit ease of, for you? It's a ease of mind. It's, it's uh, like having two glasses of wine. Is it the same feeling? Kinda. It's. I don't get anxiety, but when I do get anxiety, it takes it it takes all the um, anxiety away. And that's for me is like a huge plus. But that's good. Yeah. It's okay. I think it's totally fine to have ways of self-medicating. Like we all should have some outlets that work for us. But I wish you would like come talk to me about it first. You. <laughs> like, like, What if you're the problem and I need to get away <laughs> from you? Someone just, I'm reading this. How often do you fight or argue? If one of you says something hurtful, how do you move past it? So Rachel spends a lot of money on on therapy. <laughs> Dude, we spend equal equal money on therapy. Let's talk uh, about therapy. Yeah, what yeah. do you want to know? How is it going for you? Uh, how is it going for me? Yes. It's going okay. You want to you want to share with the world? I think it's I do 1 hour a week of therapy and it it's good. I don't know how to share it better. I mean, you start and when did you start? I don't know. August last year. Uh-huh. And what inspired it? You. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? Wait, me being a problem or me like inspiring you to talk to someone? 
like you telling me that I should like I don't know how to put this in the word. It's semi-forced, but it's like forced in the way like how you would like force your better person to eat mushrooms or to how we force try. Maya Luna to eat her broccoli. Exactly. We so don't you, force. We nudge gently and uh, you nudge, I force. <laughs> It's like you know it's kind of good for you. You wanna you don't wanna do it, but you'll try it and then it's easy. It's been going good. It has been going good. Yeah. Yeah. You have this routine and you do them early mornings and so mm-hmm. yeah. And uh because I, I love it when you talk about it because I think there is a little bit of a stigma around men. I think it's more socially accepted for women to be in I therapy. I don't see that at all. I've talked Do you have to... any friends, yeah. guy friends who are in therapy currently? Yeah, I just I can't remember I mentioned it and then uh, two of my guy friends just started talking to me about it like oh who do you use how do you go and because I don't want to do with I don't want to talk with anyone local because I feel like Aruba is so small small, you know someone's cousin you know someone's mom it's like I I don't feel I don't feel safe yeah let's put like that and uh, no yeah it's fine and, and what the, they said it in a way like they also were looking for someone or they all are already seeing someone they're also talking to people that's awesome that so, makes me for me so it's not like a like a big deal at all it was a big deal the thought like for years i was nudging you to like hey it's like good sock someone or process i or... just thought it was a waste of money like in the beginning that's not in the beginning but when you told me about it i it's kind of uh, expensive but kind of like path of love like i've been nudging you for yeah and years. i'm really happy that we have a pandemic <laughs> going on right now i was supposed to do one in uh, june and, this is uh, like my biggest heartbreak and uh, right for now. one reason or another reason a dude decided to eat bath last year in november and now i'm not going to bath of love mm, look at that look at that you think you'll go at another time when this pandemic is over i don't know man i feel like this was my only shot to go and i just <laughs> lost Fuck it you. <laughs> but i think i think therapy is good like i like it's not like after every time you have a therapy session i can immediately sense an effect you know like there's something hugely different for you Um, I think with me I am more like very emotional in my therapy sessions like I'll come down from a therapy and be crying or like I have something I want to share with you because I realize something like with you it's not like that no well to be honest now that I'm not running and all that stuff this is my only way of uh, processing and it's been a lot easier I've noticed like not running and not processing on my own it's been a lot easier to talk like to uh to a like uh, a therapist to have session before like when i would run like five or four hours a week I, it was a lot harder for me to uh, have these conversations because i would process while i'm running so now you have more you, now you i have know more build you, up that yeah. i can release compared to normally when i'm like training for an Ironman, I have the release constant daily. But do you think the release is the same, like talking to another human being versus just running on your own? For me, yes. How are you so sure? I'm so convinced that that cannot be true. Me, like I get that there is some sort of release and process for sure and exercise and movement and that's your way. Being a physical person also for sure. But there must be something different having a person on the other end because you have to be vulnerable. I'm, I'm sure that I have no problem with being vulnerable. I think that's maybe that's the problem for most people. Like I'll just blur it out, say it as it is and... Dude, Hopefully I will totally I dispute that. <laughs> with with a stranger on the phone, I have no problem being vulnerable. Okay, well, that's good. But uh, I don't know. If I have questions, of course, that they help me a lot better. But when I'm running, I feel like 
if you ask me, I process better when I'm running. You get emotional in your in your long runs. I don't get emotional on the phone. No, like, never. Never. Not one time. Not one time. And while running, while biking, yes. You've never gotten emotional. Nope. Well, where did where do your emotions go? I don't know. You're hiding them from me, lady. <laughs> no, your you're robbing, emotions. You're robbing me from my emotions. <laughs> no, I don't know. I I can get like if I go on a hard like trail run in the sun, I can get emotional. Like I I, I process so much. It could be like like a stupid like a butterfly landing on a rock. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I love it. But when I'm talking to someone, it's it just I can't. Yeah. Like, it, I don't know if it, it, it might be a block. I don't know. It's just like, you know, you have to like, like I'm vulnerable. I'll tell everything as it is, but you still have like, you know, you're dealing with another human being. Mm-hmm. When I'm on my own in the wild, it's not like that at all. In the wild. You're in, in the, the desert. In the desert. Next question. No, <laughs> <laughs> I'm really proud of you for talking to someone. I think that's a big, I think it's a big deal. Maybe you don't think, feel like it's a big deal. I think I it's a big deal. For me, I, I think it's really good for uh, just knowing that you have an outlet to speak. Also knowing, like, just as far as I know, I know I don't know everything. But the way I speak to my girlfriends when I have a problem, when I'm sad, when I'm depressed, I don't see you doing that in the same way. Like, I see you when you get depressed, you kind of shut shut in more. Yeah. And I do the opposite. Like, I reach out more. So we know when it comes to depression... It's like suicide rates for men overall are way higher. And I think because of that reason that men don't necessarily in the same way reach out and ask for help the way, not that every man and every woman, but statistically that way. So for me, just knowing that you're just having that practice of, you know, right now things aren't hard. It's not like you're depressed, but I think having the outlet of just speaking to someone is super, super important. Yeah. Those statistics, there's a lot of variables to them as well, but, uh, do you think it's it has something to do with because as far as I know, like your guy friends and all the dudes and all the guys, uh, you guys don't talk about your problems with each other as much as I do with my girlfriends. Do you think that's true? Uh, yeah, for sure. On Why? the if you, I don't know, if you if you put it on the level of I don't know, uh, on how you talk about things, you guys are a lot more open and down to the point and detailed. I do have. Like my guys trip, when we go to these Ironmans, it's like always like a group of three or four. And then we do have a lot of intimate conversations, which I like from those trips as well. But I don't think it comes nearly close to your level of... But that's like two times a year you go. Yeah. Now zero. Now it's zero. Maybe <laughs> could have been a path of love, Iron Man. It, it was supposed to be four. We were supposed <laughs> to do four this year in exchange for path of love. Yeah. But... uh You'll, you'll keep them. There'll, there will be more years. There will be more Ironmans. For me, I thought this year was my last like Ironman year. 2021 will probably like shoot a little boy out of you. And then I can't do anything for a year. And then we'll try again, the, like 2022 again. Wait, that's your... Def- that's Shoot a little boy out of me. That means that we would have a, a son. Yeah. <laughs> okay. 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 Just so we're on the same page. Mm-hmm. Okay. How would you put it? Well, my pro- my experience of giving birth was not... There was not a lot of shooting out <laughs> happening. Maybe I just went like... <laughs> I remember more like 24 hours of agony and like three hours of pushing. And yeah, you know. <laughs> I um, 
I love that you come on the show. Why aren't you on the show more often? I'm always at the ho- I'm always home. <laughs> Where else would you be? Exactly. Is there anything, um, yeah, any words of wisdom you would like to leave our uh, our many listeners right now? If you do make that ice bureau, <laughs> make sure that mold is like burned. Because if the mold, because you have to make that ice bureau, you need to have a mold to make that into a shape. Are you saying spear? Spiro, yeah. Spiro. Yeah. What's a, you mean a spear? Like you're making a spear out of ice? Yeah, yeah, a spiro. Oh, okay. <laughs> and make sure that you what? The, whatever mold you have to make that ice weapon, it doesn't have to be a spear. It can be whatever. <laughs> as long as it's made out of ice. As it needs to be made of ice. That mold that you have, make sure that mold is gone. <laughs> Because if the ice melts, but you have the mold in the freezer, of course, they're going to catch you. Okay. Full, this is foolproof, you guys. Good luck. Good luck, everybody, with your respective partners and spouses and girlfriends and husbands. And oh, my Jesus Christ. Okay. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Are you going to go surfing now? Yeah. Okay. I'm going to go sit on the couch. Thank you, everyone, for listening. If any of this was inappropriate, I blame my husband entirely. And I'll see you next week. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode and a big thanks to my husband for joining me on the show. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to listen and subscribe to other great episodes of the Yoga Girl podcast, Conversations from the Heart. You can find all of them on yogagirl.com, on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you normally get your shows. Don't forget to leave a review while you are there. Thanks to the folks at Cadence 13 for their production work and thanks to my sponsors. Please support them the way they support this podcast. I'll see you next week.